welcome to Accountability Talks with AGA. I'm your host, Paul Marshall. Today, we speak with our CEO, Ann Everts, and we'll be uh, discussing all kinds of COVID-19 resources that are available uh, via AGA's website. And uh, we'll speak to what, what AGA is doing during these times and uh, some ideas for you all and uh, ways you guys can stay connected. So without further ado, let's talk with Ann. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. Today, I'm happy to have with us Ann Eberts. She's our CEO, AGA CEO, and uh, we're going to be speaking about some resources available to you all out there um, related to this COVID-19 situation that's happening right now. So, so Ann, how are you doing today? I'm doing fine, Paul, and it's great to hear from you. I'm used to seeing you upstairs in your recording studio, so so even we have to be distancing don't we that's right yeah i'm in the home studio so uh i've got this wonderful skype phone call connection going here and hopefully the quality will stay good i think it's worked better than some other methods i've used but uh but yeah thanks for joining us today yeah you're welcome so it's it's interesting we're all having to to learn to work remotely and for aga you know we have a relatively small office with about 20 or so of us in the building and you know we're so used to going from you know, working on something and then walking next door into the other office and saying, hey, take a look at this. What do you think? And you get instant feedback and you have a little discussion and you add more value to it and then you go back in your office and you finish working on it. And well, now we don't do that. So we've had to figure out uh, how to work differently. And I think every, you know, there's, I mean, everybody is trying to do this, learning how to work remotely. And, And for us initially, it was a challenge because uh, we had to make sure that everybody had a laptop that they could take home with them and then connect properly to all the systems that they needed access to. So so it's it's definitely a different way of working, and we've all been exploring Teams, you know, Microsoft Teams, mm-hmm. and we've been playing around with Zoom and, you know, trying to figure out, you know, how to make that work. And, and frankly, it was one of the, one of the earlier experiments with Teams is um, – I had a virtual birthday with my office mate. Susan had gotten everybody all coordinated, and you know, she said, "Hey, Ann, come in my office for a second, because we just the two of us are here usually." And um, went in her office, and there's everybody's faces in their own little square, and everybody's wearing a silly hat, and they sang "Happy Birthday" to me. So it was a lot of fun. And what that reminded me of is we really need to continue to connect with people, and it's so much nicer to be able to see them even if it is on your computer screen, than just, you know, hearing them on the phone. And it's, I mean, we're, we're you know, social animals, and it's tough to all of a sudden be kind of cordoned off in your own little place, your own four walls. Uh, the plants are not talking back at me. <laughs> yeah, so it's a little bit different these days. But I think, I think we're all um, trying to figure out what the, at least the new normal for now is, and uh, we're working through it. How about you? Are you doing okay? Yeah, we're I'm doing pretty good, and I totally agree with the uh, video conferencing thing. You know, I was originally I was talking to some other folks actually with Ernie Alamonte, our president, uh, last on our previous podcast, and we talked about something similar that it's just such a big difference to uh, see people versus just talk to them. You know, even for introverts and like me, you know, I, I can just sit in my office all day, but I really have wanted to actually see people, which is uh, pretty pretty nice that we can do that. Right. We um, we have our um, upcoming journal. You know, we we put one journal out and then we are start immediately working on the next one. And 
I started thinking about the summer journal, which is, you know, the topic is um, leaning in on technology, which, you know, couldn't be a better <laughs> a better topic than what we're doing now. Is we are maybe not leaning in, we're just leaning on technology to, you know, help us get get the work done that we need to. And I started thinking about normally um, our graphics manager will sit down with Susan Fritzlin and I and we'll walk through each, for each journal article where we look at a whole lot of different kinds of art and we figure out which one really you know, speaks to you and carries the theme of the article. And I started thinking, wow, how are we going to do that? She's you know, going to have to share the screen and we're, you know, it's just, I mean, we'll figure out how to make it work, but it's, you know, the, the things you take for granted that you can walk down the hall and do, all of a sudden we now have to figure out how to do electronically. So again, we're, right. we're adjusting and we're, we're getting through. Yeah. And I think that's something, you know, I think we should all get our pencils out and write down all the positive repercussions of all this because I think there really actually have been a lot and we can take back with us when we're all back at work as normal. I mean, just, you know, you can get a lot done teleworking. We can cut our commute. We can cut pollution down. You know, it's been blue skies almost every day. So oh, right. there's got to be some, there's positive things we're going to have to take away from this too. And hopefully we'll make things better when we get back, you know, to normal here. Yeah, but. I'm definitely, yeah, I'm definitely not going to the gas station quite as often. Yeah. The the challenge though is, I don't know about you, but the number of emails mm. has like doubled or tripled. <laughs> yeah. And actually that's something right? on, uh, on your COVID website, which is a great transition to that. Um, so, Good. so let's talk about that. So if you, if, you know, folks want to follow along at home, you can go right to AGA's website, AGA CGFM. Um, and right at the top, there's a big red banner, right? And it says right there, access AGA's COVID-19 resource exchange. So, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about why you guys put this together, what's on there, and we'll kind of go through some of the major areas. Uh, why don't we just start sure. with that? Sure. Um, What's, well, what's interesting is, is immediately when we started, actually it was before we started teleworking and before we got the, you know, the governor's order to, to work from home and don't congregate in groups of more than 10, we started seeing a lot of, a lot of information coming from a lot of different sources. And, you know, I'd get an article and I'd say, hey, Susan, take a look at this. This looks really great. And she'd get one and share with me. And I said, well, you know, and then Susan, it was actually her idea to say, why don't we put them all together? Even if it's duplicative of maybe a couple other sites, people may have some of the same information, but at least let's try to pull together all in one place. So I said, perfect. So on our um, COVID resource exchange, and from an exchange perspective is if people see something on it and they say, hey, you guys really need to have these other three documents, and you know, we've had people that have emailed or sent us links. Um, we actually have some um, folks at OMB that are you know, making sure that we get some of the um, memorandums that come from, you know, the uh, head of OMB on, you know, new policies that are coming out and new things that people need to address. And I think there are five M memos on our government resources page. So we've, we've seg segregated it to a couple of different things. One is information from government. So those are the government resources sections. Mm -hmm. And, again, it's a lot of memos that some people have seen, um, and then also the direct links to some government agencies like Center for Disease Control, IRS, Treasury, um, Labor, Social Security Administration, and you know, and OPM and and GASB. I mean, because there are a lot of things that are that are coming out that people need to understand and and need to and also um, sites that are available that people can find out more information. Um, I know. Um, 
you know, there's a lot of information around the benefits from, that are able available on the CARES Act. So, of course, we were doing some some digging to figure out if something applied to AGA, and you know, how could we, you know, get some help as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah, the resources are are out there, and there's again a lot of them. And then we also had some of our corporate partners started saying, hey, well, you know, we put together this synopsis or we put together um, a discussion paper. Uh, So we have an AGA corporate partner resources and even events because some of our corporate partners uh, like CLA and uh, Grant Thornton are having either webinars, free webinars, you know, trying to help people better understand um, the nuances and the, the details of whether it's available funding, how to apply, um, just a, a variety of things. Um, so those have been really good. I mean, IBM, um, Ernst & Young, CLA, RSM, uh, again, a lot of folks have um, been able to, you know, now they start sending us information that we're posting on our site. So so that's great mm-hmm. if we can, you know, put it on one place. And then we also figured we would have um, – you know, AGA chapter resources or events, um, things that are beneficial to folks that are, are popping up that we're putting on the site. And then there's other resources, um, Volcker Alliance, um, NC State, um, Partnership for Public Service put out a podcast um, that um, Thad Allen spoke on talking about maintaining morale during a crisis. And, you know, sometimes you do have to sit back and and hear how, uh, leaders can make a difference and how, you know, we, we all need to kind of keep calm and carry on and we have work to do. And, and now more than ever, I think it's our members. I mean, it's the financial community here that are going to be front and center at, you know, tracking, accounting for, um, auditing the use of these funds. I mean, when you when you throw $2 trillion extra dollars out into the system, that's a lot to keep track of um, and, and and account for and report on. So I think, you know, our community is, has got a, an awful lot more work to do. And, and I know that, uh, you know, everybody's doing their best to try to make sure that the funds are used in the appropriate way to really help the economy get kind of back on its feet and to support people that are unemployed or have lost their jobs or had to be downsized based on, you know, what's going on with, with COVID-19. There's also some some other useful articles and and some videos, and we had um, a couple AGA session videos from prior um, PDTs and actually you know for our professional development training, and then even some NLTs and that are kind of motivational and kind of help you think get your head out of kind of maybe what you're mired in right now, but think a little bit broader about you know, how to be inspired and how to do things, you know, in the face of adversity. And so I think, you know, sometimes you you need to just step back and, like, listen to somebody else kind of help pull you up and out of the hole that you may feel like you're in. And I think, um, you know, so we've we've put those out to to hopefully people will take a little time and, and listen to them. Yeah, I mean, this, this site's great. And uh, actually, I was looking at the, the one about the audit impact, and it's very interesting, you know, and I mean, I do a lot of the audit kind of work or liaison work for some folks and some clients. And actually, what's surprising to me is how much you can still do, even not in person. I mean, so many things are pretty much everything really at this point is electronic. So, I mean, 
you know, your invoice receipts and acceptance and, all, you know, your inventories and all these things. You know, all that documentation is, is there. You can just email I it know, over so to your auditor. online. Yeah, you can just email it to your auditor so there's no excuse not to not undergo the audit, unfortunately, I guess, for some folks, but... Um, but yeah, so, but yeah, this is impacting, you know, all those things. How do you, how do you conduct an audit? How do you, you know, conduct a lot of the reviews and things that you, you you were, we were doing every month and every quarter. It's just, uh, yeah, it's just uh, impact is huge across the board, obviously. Um, Absolutely. And then there are a couple of things that items on here that are just, you know, how do you manage? And, and I know this is an article that I read very quickly into this, uh, was how to manage your newly remote workforce. Hmm. So, um, Again, good tips, and some of it is some common sense. Um, other things are just reminders, you know, of those common kind of things that you need to, to focus on to make sure that your people are, in, are staying in touch with you and with them and they don't feel like they're out on a limb all by themselves or that help's not available just because they can't see it, you know, because right. we're, again, we're just a couple of clicks away or, uh, you know, a speed dial away, Um to be able to reach each other. So the other thing we, we did recently, too, is for the um, the red banner that's on our website that says Access AJ's COVID-19 Resource Exchange, we also, we also pushed that to all the chapter sites that we currently host for our chapters. And we host about 75% to 80% of our chapter websites. Uh, so now all of them also have that banner, so they have immediate access, and they can when they go to their chapter website, or somebody else goes to their chapter website looking for a course or information, um, they can find access to that as well. Right. Yeah. And speaking of chapters, so um, you know, I mean, we're all dealing with this too. You know, the local chapters, um, and but actually, you know, I think we've had to cancel some of our luncheons and meetings and such, but I think we are quickly pivoting to you know, the conference, the video conference idea, Teams or WebEx or Zoom, whatever, as long as it's secure. I mean, you know, I think we can still go forward with like monthly meetings and, and some webinars and even some training sessions. And we're trying to get those things going. Yeah, so. absolutely. I think that's, um, I mean, even, I mean, I, um, I'm on a board of, a, or another board that's outside of AGA and we've been using um, Zoom and, and WebEx to be able to have you know our our board meetings, and we can see each other, and we can chat, and I mean, again, it's not the same as being in the same room, but but it's it helps. Right, and you know, actually, in a way, it's in a strange way, especially for large meetings and things, it's it's almost nicer because you can have quicker feedback from individuals that maybe in a large room of people, people are kind of quiet, or you really can't get your question out there. But when you're you know everybody's on there, you can like either hit a chat button or or speak up on the call or on the the video conference. You might even have more direct interface with the speaker sometimes. That's kind of cool. Yeah, we've what um, sometimes what we've gone to is put you know everybody kind of immediately puts it on mute unless somebody's speaking, and then if you want to say something, you know how sometimes on a conference call all of a sudden three people try to talk at one time and everybody cuts each other off and nobody knows who the next person is going to speak. So even on the the video piece, I mean, you can kind of just raise your hand or just yep. nod your head, saying, "Hey, I uh, got a point to make," and then you unmute and you get recognized. And so that's a, I mean, it it works. It's so yeah. much better than conference calls. Yeah. So uh, the, so that's the website, and that's great, and actually even has the like you said some email handling tips and all kinds of practical advice. Um. So now, what are some other let's call them free resources you have on your website that folks can uh, can can look at if they if, you know if they need some some training or other things to do. 
Sure. So if you're on our um, research, if you're on our website, we've got several tabs. One is called Research and Publications, and and that's got a lot of great um, reference information. Certainly, it has our journal. So if you are a member. Uh, you can get the Journal of Government Financial Management online as well and see back issues or prior issues. Um, but there's an awful lot, actually most of what we have on our website is not behind the membership firewall. So it's it's available for anyone and everyone. Um, we've got research that was connected in um, in partnership with some of our corporate sponsors. Uh, we have our survey series, you know, our CFO and, and IG survey series. Uh, so lots of, you know, and the, the prior issues of those. Uh, we have, in many cases, a lot of people will come to this, is the um, standards and guidance tab, which is um, interesting because you've got um, the documents that, you know, the exposure drafts that we, I say, I say we, we have a Financial Management Standards Board, which is a whole lot of super smart people on a variety of topics that are members. We have about close to 20 people on the board. So if anything comes out that we need to respond to, either from GASB, FASB, or FASAB, um, or AICPA, it's this group of people that look at it and come up with comments to make sure that the community is is not disadvantaged by whatever new standard. And if, if we feel that we are, you know, we can push back on it and provide uh, suggested alternative guidance or something. So, so you can see on that, um, the Financial Management Standards Board side, you can see what we've responded to and how we've responded. So it's kind of in, informative. Um, we also have guidance on the SEER, which is our uh, um, Certificate of Excellence and Accountability Reporting, which uh, we had 28 agents, federal agencies participate this year. That's more than we've ever had before. So um, I think the, you know, when, I guess a little bit more than 20 years ago, um, it was OMB and AGA and GAO, everybody got together and said, you know, how do we make these agency financial reports and performance and accountability reports more useful, more accurate, um, more informative and um, so the SEER program was was birthed and ever since then the reports have been getting better and better and you know people you know more and more agencies are getting clean opinions and so it's again accountability and transparency I think are, are really improving across across government and then thinking of transparency we also have our citizen centric reporting our CCR guidance and examples of that um, also available on that website. So, so that's always good reference if you're trying to communicate with the public in plain language. Uh, that's our four-page uh, citizen-centric report is a certainly an easy and um, convenient way to do that. And um, how about so? Obviously, a lot of things have to go virtual these days. So, what are some? You, are you guys doing some some more events virtually right now? Okay, so. Um, we were talking about different, you know, tabs on the website. We also have one on tools and resources, and and of course, Paul, you know very well what what one of those topics is, and that's podcasts. Yeah. We have, um, for those that may not know, um, 45 episodes of podcasts already on our website that that our Paul Marshall uh, has hosted and pulled together, and there's, I mean, some really great topics. So. 
and I've I can't tell you how many people I've talked to that say that they were out jogging and they heard you know one of the podcasts on on our website. It was kind of cool. But uh, yeah, those are lots of great great speakers and great topics and in in short segments that anybody can listen to on their own you know at their leisure. We also have um, a cybersecurity hub which um, our Intergovernmental Partnership Program, which is a group of folks from across all levels of government as well as um, OMB and GAO, identify the problems that are the, you know, the most, the ugly problems that are impacting kind of all levels of government to try to identify ways to solve those problems. And our Intergov piece, um, our Intergov tab has um, a cyber hub, so it's information that we've pulled from and received from a lot of different levels of government about you know what happened before a cyber attack, after an attack, during an attack, how to prevent, um, you know, how to recover data. I mean, just all all sorts of of tips. We also have an ERM hub, enterprise risk management, again with articles, presentations, um, lots of learning information that people can do on their own time. Um, also internal controls, fraud prevention tools, risk assessment tools, and a, and a lot of other documentation and, and tools available for, again, anybody that, you know, is, is interested in learning something new or reinforcing a topic that, you know, maybe they had heard about. We also have quite a bit of virtual training, and most of it is for CPE. So, uh, I was, in fact, I was talking to... Um, Someone recently at OMB that mentioned, wow, you know, it's it's you know mid-April already, and they've only gotten three and a half CPE for the year. What are they going to do? You know, they need to reinforce or you know make sure that they're holding on to their credentials and getting CPE as well as learning something new. So we have our virtual training. We have um, um, webinars that people can listen to, and you know we have several more that are coming up. One on the Data Act. We have one on Fraud Analytics the GREAT Act, um, and in, in June 26th, we have a free for members that's on professional development. And uh, even though we all need to learn technical topics, we also need to continue to focus on ourselves as well. So that's a, um, a, a, that'll be a good webinar. And then we have uh, journal CPE quizzes. So you can purchase them one at a time or in a bundle, but you can do it, again, on your own schedule when you have some, some avail time available. Um, to read through journal articles and then take the, the quiz afterwards. We also started um, a new program, I guess maybe about 10 months ago, and it's um, called Self-Learning Training for CPE. And what we've done is we've taken um, some recordings from PDT, you know, Professional Development Training, National Leadership Training, and some web webinars, um, and we've identified, you know, you can watch them, listen to them, and then take quizzes after that again on your own time. And you can do that for CPE. So there are a lot of, a lot of really good topics. Absolutely. Um, we've also have, um, for, C for those of you that are, or for people that want to um, study for the CGFM, we have started putting CGFM courses online. We just have course number one, which you it's and that's government environment, which is in seven segments, and you can just purchase the one that you are need to focus on or you need to learn about. Maybe you need a refresher, um, or you can 
listen to or participate, you know, the take the entire course um, so you can help prepare yourself for course one. We're also working on the course two or exam two and um, exam three materials as well as the intensive review course. So people will be able to do that also on their own time. So people need to keep checking back with the AJ website and see what's up and new and, uh, you know, what's what's different. What's interesting too on the CP on the CGFM courses is I started thinking you know with people doing working remotely you've got there may people maybe in some um, circumstances are asked to do something they haven't done before and they might need a refresher so it's also good to take a look at some of the components of like government environment there may be some some topic whether it's organizational structure authority of government legal foundations of government financial environment, et cetera, but you need a refresher on because maybe your job's changed a little bit, again, because of teleworking or just trying to, you know, help others get work done as well. So you can always, um, you know, sign up for one of those self-learning courses um, to, to up, you know, up your skills and, and maybe refresh your memory on some things that maybe you haven't done in a while. We also have... I know you wanted to, to hear about some events that we have coming up, and and yes, uh, we had several events, um, three of them that were planned for kind of mid-April, early May, and we've had to go virtual with those. Um, so we have three of them. One's June 11th, and it's the PIO CFO Summit. Uh, so it's PIO Performance Improvement Officer and CFO, and that's free for government members. So for people that want to learn something new, hear what's going on between the performance and the financial communities and how they're working together to support the Foundations for Evidence-Based Policymaking Act. Um, that's free for CPE for free. And if you're a non-government member, it's only $50. So that's that's quite the deal. Absolutely. So and you said that, uh, we also, I'm sorry, yeah, so, and we you also, have a couple yeah, I mean, more? We mm -hmm. have two more. We have another course, uh, June 12th, that's co-hosted by AGA and AFIRM. That's the Association for Federal Enterprise Risk Management. And this is the fourth year we're working together with them. Leveraging uh, ERM to drive organizational value is the topic. And it's interesting because our, our workshops have been really popular because people, you know, listen to a panel of experts and then we break, and for about 45 minutes, we focus on a topic. We go through maybe a, a framework. People can ask questions. They can share ideas. They can share lessons learned from their agencies. And, and people really build, you know, start to build a network across government. And that, to me, is the, the value. And I think that's what our attendees have said really provides value to them. So we're going to be leveraging technology to help people break out into little tables. Yeah. So instead of, you know, watching a, a set of you know speakers at a panel, we're gonna have people then connect through you know, one you know, one of the um technologies that we were talking about earlier, so they can see the people around their table. So they would be, you know, with ten maybe ten faces around on their screen that they could see, meet people and now, again, as we were talking about working with our offices that way remotely, you know, they're just going to meet people remotely, you know, in a, in a workshop setting. And then we have the last uh, uh, virtual one that we have is the robotic process automation workshop, which 
is a new one for us this year. Um, so it's going to be focusing on emerging technology and, and we'll focus on what the federal RPA um, playbook is all about and how that can help you know, anybody in their agency understand kind of the components of um, leveraging RPA and putting it up and making it work and, you know, what's, what, um, what technologies are appropriate and, you know, what key processes are ripe for RPA. And whether you're a federal government employee or a state or local government employee, it's, it's just really good sound business, um, you know, process work. So I think that will be um, very well attended. That's the 25th of June. So yeah, we're we're going virtual. It's it's that brave new world. I mean, yeah, we got to keep business moving. You can't just stop everything, right? We got to keep it moving forward. So that's great. You guys well, are well, and there's there are things new things that are going on, and people need to hear about them. And again, everybody shouldn't have to reinvent the wheel. If we can share those ideas and share that information with each other, then you know we all benefit. Absolutely. Well, uh, just one more question for you. Um, so sure. just in general, like I think, you know, our members and folks would just be curious what, you know, what are you guys thinking about the rest of the year and, you know, as things progress and, you know, what are your plans or do you have some contingencies or do you know what you guys are going to be doing as far as, uh, you know, future events and such? So, so is the elephant in, in the room, the professional development training, is that what you're saying? <laughs> well, that's a big one. <laughs> Yeah, that is our big, our biggest annual event. Our biggest event um, we have every summer is going to be was scheduled is scheduled to be in Dallas uh, this year. Uh, last year we were in New Orleans and we had about 2,500 folks. It was huge. It was great. You know, incredible sessions. Um, we you know we obviously can't control uh, people's ability to travel. Um, or desire to travel or get on an airplane, you know, with, you know, what we've all heard from how contagious uh, COVID-19 is. So we're looking, we're looking at alternatives. Um, so far, uh, when it's, I mean, nothing's, nothing's off the table. We're, we're going to be pretty creative here to see what we can do. Um, but we also want to be sensitive to um, folks in, in, whose budgets might be diverted to focusing on COVID and supporting, you know, the the community and, and certainly um, what's going on, you know, the economy. Uh, we, we hear a lot from state and local governments that, you know, certainly people aren't driving as much. So they're not buying gas. So gas tax is down. A lot of, a lot of state and local governments leverage gas tax to support education and, and you know, other, um, you know, emergency response folks, I mean, or first responders. So, I mean, it's just, it's just really challenging, I think, budget-wise for a lot of folks. So we're trying to figure out what, what would work, what will make the most sense, how we can support the most people for training. Uh, so we're looking at, at we're, we're exploring some options. So we have not canceled PDT in Dallas yet. It's still on the books, but we're not sure that that's going to be viable given, you know, for people to travel from all over the country, I guess we have to be in the, was it level three approval, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. um, as far as no new, you know, cases of COVID-19 are going down and it's, I mean, there's 
all sorts of things that the, the governors and the federal government are working together on how to identify when it's right to open things up and right. for people to travel. Uh, so we're we're following CDC, um, World Health Organization, what the federal government's saying, and certainly what our states are saying. Um, so we've, you know, we we can decide, we can think we want to do something different, but uh, we are beholden to our our uh, government leaders to to tell us what we're able to do. So, and we want to make sure that people are safe and healthy, and you know, nobody's jeopardized that way. Right. Oh, it makes sense. Yeah, and I mean, I know things are evolving day by day, so it's probably too early to say. But you know, I guess we'll just keep keep our ears out, keep our eyes out, and see what what happens with that and other events coming up later in the year as well. Yeah. So, okay. Well, yeah, great. we have internal controls and fraud in uh, September. Right. So, and you know, we've talked with um, venues too about what you know social distancing, because you know, even once we're, we're back in and being able to see people in person, not just on on uh, computer screens you know we're you know to be safe and to be cautious you know people will want to keep their distance so we'll have to figure out how we do that safely right well and i really appreciate you coming on and uh keeping the ship going and uh you know giving <laughs> feedback to our members here and uh yeah we're all in this all in this with together here we're, we're with you so you know let's uh we'll do what we can do to keep learning and you know trying to keep uh keep folks uh spirits up during this time yeah and i i just you know everybody you've got to find that uh you know the 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 positive aspect of everything and and to the extent that you know you you hear people on the news talking about spending a little bit more time with their families and you know so that's and maybe taking walks and you know i i see a ton of people running i don't know about you but out front in front of my house i see a ton of people running and dog walking that i've never seen before so maybe that means people are going to be outside breathing that fresh air and uh you know, reconnecting with, with family members too. So there's, right. you're right. There's a, there's bound to be a good side to all of this. Absolutely. Well, thanks again for joining us. Hey, thank you, Paul. That's our show. Thanks for joining us. Check us out. AGACGFM.org and all the valuable resources uh, on that website that we talked about today. So we're going to keep you company, keep doing these and uh, look forward to the next one. And until that next time, this is Paul Marshall signing off for Accountability Talks with AGA.